Hello, welcome to Persuade You, the podcast where I, Stephen, recommend to you, the listener, stuff and things I think are worth your time in checking out. This is going to sound a smidge different uh, because it's about 26 or 27 outside right now, and it feels incredible. Also, for my American friends, that is Celsius. Anyways, uh... (laughs) And so it feels incredible outside. So I have the windows open. So if you hear like nature or window or it sounds more airy in here, that's why. Because uh, it's the start of November and it feels this good. Of course, like that's not entirely a good thing because climate change. But there you go. Second, this week I spoke with Adam Foreman, who is the artist that does all of the show work. And it's incredible. And I asked him not too long ago, commissioned him. Of course, uh, he was paid. Uh, Obviously, you shouldn't take free artwork from artists. You should always, always, always uh, reward them for their work. It's hugely important and helps them and helps the art community. It's just all around great. So uh, two artists I'm going to talk about today. First is Adam, who, if you'll notice the artwork for today's episode, is a little different. And for every episode for the next five weeks, there's going to be a new piece of artwork that he's done. Either five or six weeks, who knows? We're still working on that. I asked him for two. I wanted a fall theme, and then I wanted like a wintry theme, winter holiday type theme, because I think it is a lot of fun when you are listening to a podcast and one day you just like look down and there's like new artwork. And it's just one of those like little things where I think many podcasts don't really think of doing. And it's kind of a shame because I, as an avid podcast listener, love when there are fun new little things for you to find. And for the next like, I don't know, six seven weeks, depending on what we end up with, there's going to be new artwork every week. And then of course we will probably go back to the way it was, or it will be a constant rotation. You'll see what I mean in that. And so the second artist is Mia. You can find her at Sleepy Mia on Twitter. I will have both of their things linked in the show notes. Mia is one of the most talented artists I've ever seen. Her artwork is fun and cute and adorable and amazing and in depth. And it's just... And she's just a joy to talk to and follow and see the artwork that she's commissioned to do and the stuff that she does for fun. You guys won't get to see it this week, unfortunately, but in a future episode, you will. It will eventually come out and you guys will get to see what I've commissioned. And it is this week's superhero. I asked her to knock out a picture of Nubia, who is the Black Wonder Woman. And I think this is a twofold thing. I think, as I've talked about many times, you can't simply say Black Lives Matter. You can't simply say that, you know, support uh, Black and Latinx communities or creators or artists or podcasters or streamers or what have you once, and then your job's done. When George Floyd was in the news and Breonna Taylor and all of these things were happening, many, many, many people were all over the place saying, oh my God, we should lift more people of color up and and talk about them and have them be on the front page of Twitch and refresh our feeds and make sure that we're following diverse creators and all of these things. But then what happened after that? It was so much silence, you know, it's been kind of quiet. And at least in my feeds, it's been, it's been very quiet. You know, Black Lives Matter isn't trending anymore and Biden just got elected. So racism and sexism is fixed, right? Like problem solved. No, no, it's not. We, we still have a very, very, very long way to go. And by doing this series, I've tried to stress how important it is to not only have these creators in your timeline so you get a different perspective and you get to see different artwork and commission these artists. You you can't, I don't want you guys to think that simply following these people is good enough 
or retweeting their stuff is good enough. You should commission these artists. You should talk to them. You should see if you can get them on your shows or your platforms. You should do more because our job isn't done. There is so much left to do. Yes, we got one terrible person out of office, but Biden isn't perfect. Okay, and for those of you that don't want to get into politics, that's okay. You know, we have chapter markers. Biden isn't perfect. He said numerous times that he has no intention of even looking at the police force and establishing any, any procedures whatsoever. That's his policy. And in my opinion, that's wrong. I think that there are many, many flaws in this country and the police force being a militarized force essentially is not good. And uh, I think when innocent lives are lost, those that committed murder should be held accountable. So that was a very long tangent to basically say that I think that our country is, is kind of slowly getting back on track, but there's still a lot to do. Please still continue to be active in your city hall and your city council. Go and vote in your local elections. They're extremely important. All of that was a very, very long tangent of saying exactly why I commissioned Mia specifically. She's an incredible artist, but she's also a black woman. And this whole thing is so important to not only talk about all the things you can do, but also do the things that you say you should do. And she's gonna do the, the artwork. She's going to create a really dope Nubia piece, and I can't wait to show it off. And as soon as I have that, it will be in this episode. So I'll probably, I will update this episode at a later date. So if you're looking down at your phone and you see that, hey, cool, you're from the future. I hope things are still dope. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with this week's episode. Okay, so this week's episode, as I said, is all about Nubia. She is the Black Wonder Woman, and she has two origin stories, and a potential third coming in February. I know, I know, a very Spider-Man-esque type of a situation, but I think before we can tell this story and her story, what we should do is jump into Greek mythology and see how humans arose. This is just going to be a quick little side tour, and then we can jump into Nubia's story because you're going to see that there are a lot of similarities, and that's, of course, intentional. Now, uh, the, the book that I am going to be taking this information comes from Stephen Fry. He did two books. There will be a third book, Mythos and Heroes, both of which he narrates himself if you prefer the audiobook version, or you can get the physical or ebook version. Both fantastic both have that witty, dry sense of humor that you would expect from across the pond, and it's wonderful. But he goes into how mankind came about. After we deal with the gods and the titans, he wanted to show how humans came about, and that's why the third book is man, and that's why the it will focus on those stories and, and how that, you know, comes about. So how did mankind arise? Well, according to his book, and, and many sources, believe me, what ended up happening was Zeus was bored. He got so bored because everything was perfect. After they took down the Titans, everything was chill. You know, there was really nothing to do. There were giants, but they had been handled as well, and everything was calm and peaceful, and nature was dope, and all the gods were doing their own thing, living their best lives. But Zeus got bored. There was nothing for him to do. And so he ended up talking to his best friend, Prometheus. I know that, that Prometheus. Prometheus was very creative, very imaginative, very passionate, and Zeus pulls him to the side and says, Prometheus, I have this great idea. I want to create 
mini versions of us. None of the powers or anything, but look like us, walk, talk, act like us, just have no powers or anything. I want them to go out into the world and do things, and then that way I can watch them and it'll be perfect. And Prometheus was like, that's what? But it's so nice right now. And yeah, Zeus is like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice now, but that's because nothing's happening. You don't know what could happen. And so what if we had all these people doing their own things, living all across the world, and like they could do stuff and they could worship us and it, it would be great. And Prometheus is like, all right, fine. So long as I get to do it. And Zeus is like, yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course. So Prometheus goes to a nearby river. And on the, you know, on the riverbed, there's tons of clay of various colors. And so he gets dark brown, a light brown, a uh, very pale color, but then he also gets green, he gets purple, and then he gets like a lightish blue green, like a teal. And he sculpts humans. He sculpts little frames and bodies and he lays them all out and they all have to cook in the sun. That way, you know, they harden. That's how clay works. You need to sit it in the sun. That way it can quote unquote bake. So Zeus comes back later with Athena, his most cherished daughter, and they are talking back and forth about how great this is going to be. Well, Zeus ends up stumbling, isn't watching where he's going because he's so impassioned by this new idea that he ends up squashing the, uh, the colors of people that we obviously don't have. <laughs> we don't have purple people. <laughs> And so he squashes these and Prometheus gets like super upset. He's like, oh my God, you, you ruined this. This sucks. And it's just like, ah, it's fine. It's fine. I really like these ones anyways. And blah, those other ones, eh, I mean, they're okay, I guess, but they're, they're, eh, we, we don't need those. We, we have plenty right here. And so in order to create these, in order to mold the clay, Prometheus used Zeus's spit in order to give them life essentially. But he needed one more thing. He needed the breath of a God in order to breathe into them, in order to bring them into the world. And so just as Zeus is about to, Athena steps in and she's like, wouldn't it be better if I did? I mean, I'm really great at art. I'm super creative. I'm wise. That's kind of my deal. I am the goddess of wisdom and war. And so Zeus ends up listening and it becomes Athena that breathes life into these clay humans and they come to life and poof. There we go. Now, how women arise is uh, something I will, I think I'll leave that to the book because I think it is told in a so, in a much better way than I could ever possibly do here. Um, women aren't created at the same time, man is. And yeah, that's not how it should be, but this is how mythology works. And so that arises and that's how men are created. And in a similar fashion, that's how women are created. The first woman is created almost identically, except she has many, many more traits and qualities and way better things than any man ever does. And uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a really, really good story. So I had to tell you all that because that's how Wonder Woman came about. She was made from clay, just like men were and just like women were. And she, her mother, is also Athena. That's what ends up happening for Wonder Woman. But what she isn't told is that, oh, oh, this is the first, <laughs> this is the first origin of Nubia, by the way. Uh, there, there are a couple. So the first one is that she is the twin to the other Wonder Woman, the one that we all know much more familiar with. But what we don't know is that she is captured by the god of war, Ares, or Mars, depending on, you know, which we're talking about. And taken away from their paradise, their island where they grew up. And so she ends up becoming Wonder Woman for a completely different set of people in Africa. And of course, like 
this arises a bunch of different questions about is this okay, is it not? I'm not a fan of the original Nubia incarnation. I think that there are too many problems with it, and that Wonder Woman dies in a crisis on infinite earths. I think that's the one. She ends up dying, and a lot of her people end up dying in the aftermath, and then there's only one Wonder Woman again. She's had a couple runs, and they, the DC has never brought them into the mainstay like they should. I think Nubia is a fantastic character, and from what we know, she is stronger and faster and arguably much better than Diana Prince, who's the OG Wonder Woman. She is completely bulletproof, and she ends up squaring off against Diana. Uh, they end up fighting, and it's supposed to be to the death, but Nubia is being controlled by Ares through a special ring, and it's manipulating her thoughts and emotions to want her to fight, to become more angry, and, and want to show the world that she's better in every way. And this, if you take it in context is like, oh, okay, yeah, she, yeah, she's in a fight. Who cares? But if you take it out of context, this is what black women and all women of color have been facing for decades, longer even. Every time it's, you have to choose, you know, for a promotion at work or who you're going to watch uh, on a stream or whatever. It comes down to who is better. Uh, who do you want to watch more? And the the black women and the people of color have to sit there and fight and, and struggle and do so much more work in order to get the attention, to get the viewers, to get the streams. And while I don't like the OG, uh, well, I don't like OG Nubia, I think there is a lot to learn from that if you place it in the modern day mentality, if you will, if you look at it with current day's eyes, because this is, this is what the black community and the Latinx community are fighting against, is that they are less likely to be watched and they have to do more, they have to stream more, they have to do more partnerships, they have to do more things in order to get the same recognition, despite the fact that they have the same exact qualifications and put out the same, if not better, content. And so, anyways, <laughs> Nubia ends up fighting Diana and wins and just beats her into the ground. And, uh, and then after that, Diana's like, why, why aren't you going to kill me? And she's like, no, I have no need to kill you. Like her ring is gone and she's off to fight against Ares. And then Diana also asks her if she's going to come back to Themyscira, which is where Diana and Nubia's people are from. Nubia might be in a different location, but that's not where she was from. She's from Themyscira, just like Diana. They're twins. And so it brings up this, this conflict within Nubia and she decides, no, I'm going to stay. I grew up here. I have family and friends and people that need my protection here. And so she stays. That's one version of Nubia. The second version of Nubia has almost the exact same things, except she's not her twin. She is from a different universe, and we get to see this briefly in a few comics where the entire Justice League are all people of color. I'm not going to ruin any of that, because I think it's a wonderful issue to show how dope it is to see an entire Justice League made of people that aren't white. And I mean, I've said it numerous times, like Jon Stewart's my favorite Green Lantern and he's there and it's wonderful and Wonder Woman looks dope, but they have to figure out all these problems and this is where Nubia comes in. And of course she, I don't believe is referenced by name, but of course those of us that are 
super nerds. Of course, we know who she is. We know what she represents. She's wearing the modern day armor. It makes sense. This is Nubia. And the third, which is going to be coming out in February, Nubia is a young teenage girl living in... Man, I, I can't tell you. I don't know off the top of my head. I will have the link to the article below because I don't know how much we know. We are introduced to her and she's a, a young girl that doesn't fit in anywhere. She was born taller, faster, stronger than anybody she knows. And she's kind of an outcast because much like we've seen in like the video game most prominently, Last of Us Part Two, when a woman is stronger and is built, and I mean like tone jacked, strong, intelligent. Like when we see all of these characters, what the gaming community did is basically riot against her, uh, that she didn't belong and that this isn't how the story should go and all of this. And it's like, who are you? to tell the creators and the writers that this isn't how it should go. But it forces this this view. And as somebody that's lifted his for, for a very long time, been athletic his entire life, but only lifted for, you know, arguably a few years, I love getting to see women that are stronger than me, both physically and mentally. I think it's incredibly dope, especially the work that they put in at the gym to look like that. It's not easy. And you can say steroids all you want, but this is one of those moments where I'm going to tell you, even if this is a side tangent. Even if you took steroids right now, every single day, you wouldn't become jacked, period. Because that's not how steroids work. You still have to eat a ton. You still have to work out multiple times a day to get there. And it's not as easy as everybody makes it look, but The Last of Us Part Two does. They show the work that she's putting in. They show that she is giving up her personal life and some serious relationships to look like this. And it kind of casts her out. She becomes like this outcast and this, pe this person that nobody wants to be around. But she looks incredible. And that's how Nubia is going to look in that first issue. She's a bit younger, she's a teenager, but she's taller, faster, stronger, and so she is looked at differently than most of her friends do. Of course, she doesn't know who she is, which is an interesting take. Nubia has always known in previous issues who she is and what she's destined for greatness. In this issue, she's not. She feels like she doesn't belong anywhere. She doesn't feel like she belongs with people, but she's also told by those same people that she doesn't belong, but she's also not good enough to be Wonder Woman. She's too strong or too ugly or uh, they would never accept her or there's already a Wonder Woman and they don't need her and all of these things. And for a teenager, any teenager, dude, you don't need that in your life. Uh, as somebody that was bullied for, for many, many years, I know all too well, you don't need extra bagging on in your life. It's hard enough as it is with all the social pressures and the hormones and the changing and so many different things that you don't need the people that you count on to, to like not believe in you, I guess. And that's what we have in the first issue. And we're only shown a few pages and what we see as the last page. And of course, last page, but it's only the, the one that they decided to show is Nubia getting the Wonder Woman gauntlets, the bracelets, if you will, that go on her wrists. And that's where, that's where we are left kind of in wonder to see what ends up happening. Ha! <laughs> uh, left in wonder. Uh, it, it's okay. It was an unintentional pun, but I'm taking full credit for it. I think this is fantastic. And when it launches, it will not only be launching an entire new series. It's currently only at two issues, which sucks. Um, I, I don't really, uh, try to be, to be negative when it comes to new issues, but only two issues is a downer. I really, really hope to see her in more things and be brought into the main stage, like in the movies. Why? Because right now the, <laughs> the current Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot is Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. I go with Gadot. She isn't white. 
And I think that is something that many people, at least people that I know, forget constantly, is that she is Diana Prince, but she's not white. She's Muslim. And this is fantastic because we get to we get to see kind of a glimpse into what that's like. And it's wonderful now that we have a woman of color as the uh, vice president-elect VPE, I guess. <laughs> because one tweet that I saw yesterday was, I can't remember who it was from, but they, they said that they the, their daughter was watching this and she said, uh, look, mommy, she looks like us. And it's like, whether or not that actually happened, I have no idea. But the sentiment is exactly why I'm doing this exact series, why I commissioned Mia to do the artwork, because I think this is going to be a piece that many, many people would love to see. And it's a character that many people would love to see and identify with and grow to love. Nubia is going to launch in February alongside the return of Milestone Comics, who I've been talking about a couple times. Static Shock is getting his own live action produced, potentially co-directed by Michael B. Jordan. And that is amazing. We're getting all of this stuff so soon. And next week, Miles Morales for PS4 will be launching. Again, these are so many things that are coming together that are fantastic. And I don't want to see it all slow down and move to a drip feed. I want this in spades because these are the characters that we should strive and ache to see more of. I think that's going to do it for this week. I think having a Black Wonder Woman is monumental. And I say that knowing exactly what the definition of that means. It is hard to convey in words how important it is. And that's why this entire series has been about this. The thing about the characters that I've talked about is some of them are not in the mainstay. Some of that are not on the screen that you, you when you went and saw Justice League in theaters, I'm sorry for you, but when we see Justice League come out on HBO Max, it could do so much better. And of course, like we have all of our criticisms with the Justice League. Everybody is. And of course, this could be anything. We also have have Wonder Woman that will be coming out who knows anymore. It was supposed to come out in December. That's definitely not happening anymore. And so we will see when that comes out. But it is in my opinion that it is not going to be far from the truth or far from reality or too far-fetched or anything if we do get to see a Nubia Wonder Woman alongside Diana Prince's or Gal Gadot's Diana Prince. I think that is well within the realm of possibility, especially given how they did so well with Shazam, meaning they were able to show that you can tie in these characters in a not cheesy way and make it fun and funny and exciting and make people want to see more. And we are getting that. We're going to be getting The Rock as Black Adam. And that is something I'm super excited for. Jon Stewart is going to be in the Green Lantern movie whenever that comes out. And so that's really cool. And so again, when I say that this is well within the realm, I mean, it's legit within what they can do, and I think that they definitely should do. I would love to see that as far as actresses who I would love to see play the role. I, I think it would be cooler to see a, a, a newcomer to the scene. I think especially when it comes to a, a hero that you want to see for multiple movies, I think getting somebody that is more of, I would, I would much rather see an unknown take the role than anybody. I feel the same way about Static Shock. I think that Static's best quality is that he's in high school and also a superhero. And I feel with Nubia, her best quality is that she's unfamiliar with a lot of who she is in one issue, but she also knows who she is in another. And I think there's a there's a fine balance you can, you can find. And having a newcomer to the role where the audience doesn't recognize them from anything or they're like a minor actress where this would be their big their big movie 
I think could be really dope and basically pave the way for them for multiple movies forever, hopefully. And so I think that's going to do it for this week. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to reach out. I will have both Mia and Adam's links below. So please go check them out. Please reach out to them. And uh, if you have anything that you want to get done, they're incredibly sweet and nice and amazing to work with. And of course, I will have links to all of the things that you guys need to know that I didn't touch on. And that's it. So have a good one. And I'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye.